Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. You're listening to Getting to the Point. The business reinvention podcast from Big Small. In this series, we hear inspiring stories from those who've cut through complexity and confusion to redefine their brands and businesses. Today, we are talking to Kerry Taylor about how MTV went from young upstart to OG without losing its soul. Kerry is the Executive Vice President for Youth and Entertainment at Viacom CBS International. She oversees brands such as BET, Paramount Network and Comedy Central. She's been a huge part of the MTV brand for the last 14 years leading MTV International for the last eight years, managing a team of people across 120 countries. She's frequently on the big stage, speaking about how brands can connect to today's young people, and she somehow finds time in her busy schedule to speak to young people directly in schools about how they can find their own points in life. Kerry, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me, Ben. Okay, MTV turns 40 in August. As someone that it turns 40 in two weeks' time... It feels like a big moment in time to reflect on this brand's amazing journey. And as someone that's seen that journey for a large part of it on the inside, I'd love to get your perspective on this. How could you tell the story of MTV over those 40 years? From the early days, those pure beginnings of that upstart attitude to cult brand status to global iconic behemoth. How would you explain that story to someone? I mean, you look back at the beginning of MTV 40 years ago, and it was the first brand of its kind for young people. And so I think that must have been an incredible moment to have worked in the brand and it, you know, people running home from school at four o'clock to watch TRL and, and being that kind of like epicenter of youth culture. Since then, you know, that was like one, one team in New York creating that channel. And now, as you sort of said, you know, we're in. 500 million households around the world, 120 countries and territories. It's got 98% global brand awareness. It's huge. Um, But obviously the world has changed as well. Like in the time that I've worked at MTV, we've just seen, you know, social media platforms explode, lots more competition. People have been inspired by MTV, which is incredible. It just means that there's so much more content and so many more brands for young people. So our world has changed enormously, but that um, with that has come kind of like new, new challenges, but also really great and exciting new opportunities. And now today we get to work on MTV and understand what that means for people in countries all around the world, which is so exciting. I can't think of another brand that has, has gone on that same journey and, and, and stayed relevant to such a young audience as well. I mean, I remember speaking to Bruce Gilmer, who's a counterpart of yours, about those early sort of MTV days and that freedom they had to just do whatever they felt like in the moment. And and as a brand grows and becomes more grown up, 
you know, it's it's hard to kind of keep hold of that same soul, isn't it, within the business? I mean, as you, you have um, lots of pressures to grow and make more money and expand globally, like how do you sort of hold on to some of that early spirit or do you hold on to it? I think, you know, you look back in the early days and and you could argue that there, there was a captive audience. MTV could almost do anything and people would have loved it. But equally, when you look at some of those early formats, you know, things like Cribs and Jackass and the Osbournes, like they were, yeah. they still stand up today, like just incredible, incredible formats and content. And there's, I think there's something to really learn there about being really true to what you want to make and not try, you know, at the time, I assume they just weren't trying to second guess an audience. You just had this group of brilliant creative people who were just doing what they loved and what they thought was right. And so we try quite often to sort of put ourselves back into the soul of the originators of MTV, you know, Bruce being one of them and having him as a guide to being brilliant, actually, because he kind of remembers those days and it can help you sort of like stay on that compass. But it, it does become challenging because you're global, it's more that it's more competitive, you're potentially just being a bit more corporate and a bit more commercial because you're a bigger company. So for us, we spend a lot of time really thinking back to what is that original spirit? What's the true soul of MTV? What should we be doing? You almost have to try and kind of block out the noise of everything else and and try and stay true to what we should be doing as a brand. But that's not always easy. I was going to say that big question is how do you do that? It's quite a big question to ask, but what what's the sort of practical ways in which you can keep it, especially a team of across 120 different countries, how do you sort of keep a brand focused at the centre when it's so big and broad in its geographic nature and its content and its events? Like, how do you kind of keep that centre point? I mean, we've, we've undoubtedly had false starts along the way where, you know, you lose a sense of it. But I think for the most part, we really do try and kind of remember where MTV was in the beginning, you know, Judy McGrath, who was one of the the starters of MTV, used to say, we promised never to be normal. And so we keep that as a North Star. Love that. Yeah. And it's, and I think that really helps us go, okay, what role do we play? And what can we do that nobody else would dare to do? And so we try and stay true to that. I mean, we've worked with you on our brand mission now, which is around originality and celebrating true originals in true original ways and so we'll spend a lot of time going you know are we are we being true to that are we using our platforms to celebrate truly original people are we executing that in a way that's really different and unique and original to anybody else and then we've actually got people in the organization that we've hired whose job in fact somebody who was on your your team the wonderful Benika Brown who just whose job in many ways is to say stay on track are you bringing enough new talent? Are you are you being true to who you want to be and say you are? And I think that's been really important for us as well because it's easy to sort of just steam ahead and, and we're a commercial organisation. We've got to deliver our, our targets. And so we're working on that. So having individuals in the organisation who are reminding us, like, you promise never to be normal. So when you show up today, you've got to make sure you're doing that. How do you sort of then find the 
the balance between sort of being yourself and true to your point and still being i mean you've gone through a few generations now of young people sort of how do you sort of find the right balance of sort of being for those people and being yourself at the same time i think it's an ongoing challenge for for every brand i think there have been moments when i first started at mtv where the brand positioning for the global brand was young amazing lives um, and there was this insight that you know young people were they cared about the world they were actually very serious and and the role of mtv was to to celebrate and champion their wonderfulness and actually there was a, a danger in that of, of the brand feeling quite quite soft and potentially seeing the audience as being very earnest and i think through that moment we actually appreciated that who were we and actually at the beginning of mtv's journey it was very much about mtv having this rock, rock and roll spirit upsetting the parents being bold being unfiltered and we we remembered that that's absolutely core to who we are as a brand and that whatever we do we have to stay true to that ethos but then it was also about saying but actually you have to really understand your audience as well and what's going on with them and, and when I first started we saw that we had there was a show from the US called Jersey Shore which was the biggest rating show in the US but also internationally and through that show it felt like the audience was speaking to us and saying actually when you do a show like this when you show young people as their lives truly are you're really connecting and we feel that you understand us and so we we took that idea and created Geordie Shore in the UK so took local talent and now we've created versions of, of the shores all around the world we've got Warsaw Shore, Acapulco Shore, we've brought it back in the US and so I think it's balancing, there's understanding who you are and being true to that, but really listening to the audience and not just what they're saying, but what they're doing and then understanding what they really want from you and then being able to connect those dots. On the outside, you might not see necessarily a connection between certainly music television as it was and Geordie Shaw. So how do you run a line between those two things? Is it important to do that? When you talked about that sort of the point that's at the heart of the business today, how does that act as a glue between, you know, your MTV Unplugged and your Geordie Shores and the other things that you're doing across the business? How does it hold it together? I mean, one of the things we talk about a lot is the fact that MTV sort of created reality television. If you think back to the days of like Osbournes and the real world, like that was a, always a key part of what, MTV did and that kind of celebration of young people and young people's real lives so yeah so I've always felt really comfortable that the reality shows that we make completely tie back to to who we were at the beginning at the same time MTV stands for music television and music was and continues to be like a massive part of the brand I mean in the UK alone we've got numerous music channels we do the video music awards. We just have movie awards. We have the EMAs. We do these incredible, phenomenal music events, as well as celebrating new music artists through MTV Partial, classic artists through Unplugged. So music is still a massive part of the brand, but then you have the reality TV piece, which is also a core piece. And I think at times people can look at that and go, well, they're two really separate parts of the brand. In my mind, I've always felt very much that they're about two parts of youth culture. So they sit, 
for me comfortably, but one of the jobs we've had to do in terms of clarifying our point for like our business partners of the audience is how do you make sense of those two pieces together so that people don't feel like you have to be one or the other. And, And actually that's the work we did with Big Small, which was about saying how, how do you make sense of the brand, which is why we said we celebrate true originals and it's about bringing originality to the big stage. And so whether that's Charlotte Crosby in a reality show or it's the next big music artist, it kind of makes sense. Or it's sort of young activists who are championing a really important social issue actually were that big stage and we we celebrate originals from all walks of life. So I think MTV has always had always been a place that can do all of those things in one place I think just sometimes depending on whether you grew up thinking of MTV as purely music or perhaps you thought of it as being purely entertainment we've definitely had to keep having to kind of make sense that it's okay for a brand to encompass all those parts of youth culture I love that and that journey between you know as you said being honest about the fact that it's not just about showing up in the world of young people and expecting to kind of earn a relationship that, you know, you need to play a role and have a point in their lives, I suppose. And I, uh, and so recognising that, I think, was a big thing. Um, and as you said, sort of, uh, you know, we talk, I mean, obviously the, the headline of this podcast is getting to the point, and that's what we do. We help brands to get to the point. And I suppose... For us, it's freeing. It's not meant to be constraining when you get to something at the centre that kind of feels like a, an idea that can inspire action. Um, so hopefully that, that was felt within MTV as well, that, that sort of focusing in on an idea at the centre was also freeing at the same time. Yeah, completely. You know, because also you look back on that sort of MTV journey and, and music was a really big part of the brand. But then over the last 20 years, music suddenly became available on lots of other platforms. And so there wasn't as, as much commercial revenue in, in music in, in the traditional spaces that we were. So as a business, we've had to do more entertainment content because that's what's brought audiences in, in a kind of linear television environment. And so we know that for us, music's a core part of our, our DNA and we will do that regardless of whether it's making money for us or not it's just part of what we do but it's really important and it was important for us to kind of go how do you then build that that brand and that point around all these different pieces that are also necessary for the brand to survive in the hearts and minds of an audience but also to survive commercially I think many people would have said let's just stay music but then we may not have been able to thrive and grow in the way that we have. And so, yeah, for us, it was really, really, really important for us to be able to work and find a way to kind of articulate those pieces. And also, as we've sort of talked about, you know, MTV is a global brand now. It's all around the world. And, and how do you create a brand point that makes sense for everybody in every market? It wasn't enough for us to say, hi, everyone, this is the strap line go off and that's it like what and I think you've been on this journey with us like you realize that when you've got a brand like MTV which has 40 years of heritage it's in all these global markets it's made up of music and social impact and entertainment it's got all these different sides to it like 
you can't just put a strap line on that and think you've done a job. You have to create the sort of a brand framework that all of that can live in and grow and that everybody around the world not only buys into, but also supports and can add to because the best ideas might be coming out of your team in Southeast Asia or Australia or Poland. So you need everybody to be able to kind of build on on what that brand identity is, but within a framework. It's like, I think when you're a global media brand, it's really challenging to kind of have a, a point that can constantly evolve. Just a small job that you've got then. <laughs> well, you helped really, um, and, and really well. But like it's, you know, I think it's just interesting because when you think about, you know, you read brand books, it's like, okay, you need your, your mission, your values and your statement and your yeah. purpose and it's on one piece of paper and off you go. And, and in my time at MTV, we've definitely gone through that exercise. And then you realise six months later, somebody goes, what was that line again? And everyone's acting exactly as they did before or they've written their own brand book in in the Netherlands or something. Yeah, it's so, so common just to, like you said, to think of, you know, under the guise of brand strategy, let's say, to think about it as an exercise in landing on a set of words where I think you've always understood. I mean, you've, you've been talking to us about how brands are living and breathing thing and it's the culmination of all of the actions of all of your people across the world. So to think of sort of cracking that in, a shiny brand book document that you're going to hand out to people was never going to do the job that I think we needed it to do. So I think, I think just recognizing that it, you know, that that important work of sort of how to engage the people and, and how to do that across 120 countries where there's lots of different agendas and you've got multiple different teams and then you're structured to have teams that are sort of passionate about music and others that are passionate about reality and, you know, bringing all of those different sort of agendas together is 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 a big task. And I, th- I think you're doing an amazing job in doing that. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think for anybody who, who goes in to work for a heritage brand, you can't start from the beginning. Like it's, like you say, it's a living, breathing thing. Like you come in as a custodian of that brand for a period of time and your job is to sort of, hopefully leave that brand in a better state than when you started there but for me I think what I've learned in my career is it's a bit kind of like Dorothy in Oz you know where she realizes the the answer's always been with her where you just go it's already there like the what the brand is is there in the past like it's already it was shaped in the beginning it may have lost its way but you're it's almost like a kind of archivist job isn't it which we found like going back and going back to those early manifestos and going what was that essence like what what was this about in the beginning and then finding those moments and being like okay that that's the soul of it how do you now make that that soul work today in this new world with this like new audience and new platforms you're listening to getting to the point the business reinvention podcast from big small One question that comes up when we work in with sort of the world of media, media brands, is just the big fat question, which is in a world full of content, full of streaming services where you can get content from all kinds of different sources, what's the point of a brand like MTV? I mean, I think firstly, in the world of streaming services, I think brands is still incredibly important. I think we're moving to a place where because there's more first-party data and access to 
to audience insight, you can you can create a much more kind of personalized and customized experience for your for your audience, which which is brilliant. And we just launched Paramount Plus at Viacom, CBS, um, which allows us to do that, which is really exciting. At the same time, I think brand is still incredibly important because the streaming world is becoming really competitive and there's lots of players in that space. So I think it's it's not just about kind of create providing content, like your, your brand needs to stand for something. I think MTV has fantastic global brand awareness. I think what we're seeing across all of streaming platforms is that actually they appeal to that, that MTV target audience. We talk about MTV being for the kind of young of spirit, but that kind of, you know, 25 to sort of 45, which is real heartland MTV. And I think MTV has always been about like really incredible, entertaining content. And what we're seeing on streaming platforms is that MTV content just performs incredibly well. Like whether it's showing up on Paramount Plus or it's being on other platforms, like people people just want great characters, great entertainment. And we've got this long history and have learned how to do that incredibly well. Like the content that that we're making, whether that's the Shores, you know, we just launched Acapulco Shore, which has just done, you know, just great guns in, in Mexico. So I think there's there's a huge role for MTV to play, not just on the fact that it's a brand. We, we were able to kind of like work with all the big social media platforms as they grew. And so we were in a really privileged position to have big audiences on all of those platforms. We've got this great place to market our content as well to our audiences. And we've been really fortunate that we've got this kind of history of brilliant IP that we can bring to audiences. So I think it's, I think the streaming world for me, it's incredibly exciting because it means more people can touch and experience MTV in a way that they may not have been able to do before. Like when I was growing up, we didn't have cables. So the only way that I could watch MTV was if like one of my mates who had it invited me around and we could watch it in her house. You know, the idea that, young people all over the world or people all over the world can access MTV when and where and how they want is just brilliant, I think. Also, the fact that they want to is pretty great. I mean, you know, for a 40-year-old brand, it's um, it's great that they're, you're still a brand that young people, I mean, I love the way you put that, that they want to touch and feel and get close to the brand. It's not simply about Geordie Shore, Acapulco Shore and watching the content. There's There's also the you know, however many people turn up to MTV Malta every year and the people that are sort of engaging with it on social media, as you said, and, and touching that brand in so many different ways. And I think that's that's where you start to see brand appearing, I think, in this world of, of content. Totally. I mean, I've got, I've got a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old son. 14-year-old a few weeks ago said, do you have anything to do with that, that MTV Geordie Shaw? He said, because all my, all my mates are watching it. And you're like, I'm not that's entirely a good thing, but that's great. And then my 16-year-old was talking about the movie awards and, and purely experienced it in the social media space. But that makes me feel really proud, especially because they purposely don't want to enjoy anything that their mum is creating. And so the fact that it's cutting through, even through that sort of barriers, just is great. And, and I think really shows that, MTV's got all these kind of audiences of people who love it because they've grown up with it through the years, but that it's still engaging with this with this new, new cynical 
teenage boy audience. Yeah, well, I mean, it it could have been the case that sort of using that analogy of the wedding dance floor, you could have been a brand at 40 years old that's sort of doing the dad dance on the dance floor, right? Like trying to sort of be in with young people, I suppose. And um, there's something about sort of staying true to yourself that almost gives you a timeless quality that young people appreciate, I think. That sort of authenticity, not not trying too hard to be youthful or to be your audience, but at the same time connect to them. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a fine line to, to kind of walk because when you're a brand with heritage, how do you do that? And I think where we've come out is that you accept the fact that, that you're an OG. You can't pretend to be the new kid on the block, nor should you right. be that. Nor do people need you to be that. People are yeah. happy that you're where you are and you've done that. And then, you know, we're in this really privileged position that we have global reach and platforms. And so you go, okay, let's let's just be really comfortable with the fact that we are now a global brand and we're, we're older. And what we're going to do is celebrate young talent and give them an opportunity and give them a platform to shine because that's the role that we are now in a position to play. So I think I think it takes time to just become really comfortable with with where you are and go, well, how do how do we use that to best serve the audience? We're not the, we're not the new kid, but that's fine. And also that's great because we've now got all these other things that we can we can do and places we can add value. What does that make me an OG? I think you might be an OG in two weeks. <laughs> I don't feel like an OG right now. You'll never be an OG to me. <laughs> um, no, I, I absolutely love that. I think that's great. I mean, I, I actually like the way that you've been interacting with up-and-coming brands as well. I mean, I remember talking to you about relationship with brands like Kyra TV coming up and so sort of not feeling threatened by, but embracing that and actually playing a role and having a relationship with collaborative brands allies of yours has been interesting to watch as well yeah I mean we just did a partnership which I really love we worked with um uh, London Fashion Week and with River Island we did a competition for a new fashion designer to do a fashion range that would be sold in River Island but using the MTV sort of brand assets yeah um and it was an international competition and that for me is just like the perfect mix of that we got to work with brilliant brands be in the space of fashion but do that in a way that was celebrating new talent we then for the kind of final we had griff come and perform who then just got um, awarded a brit award and so for me that was just that whole perfect mix of going we're this brand we can create this opportunity we get to work with amazing partners but then also create a platform for new talent and to shine a light on on them and see them work with the brand and reinvent it in a really new and modern way. So I think for me, that's kind of that perfect, like you say, encapsulation of of a really fun and lovely way for MTV to partner. Talk to us about um, MTV Breaks as well, because I know that's a passion project of yours. And how does that sort of fit back to the point of the brand? Yeah, in fact, the, the competition that we did with London Fashion Week in River Island was under the MTV Breaks. Heading and when I came to work at MTV, like my background is, grew up in South Yorkshire, went to the local comprehensive, didn't know anybody who'd ever worked in, in media. TV was the most exciting thing that, like in my life growing up. And so I always wanted to work in TV and was really fortunate that ultimately was able to make that happen. 
Um, but when I got my job at MTV, I just thought it's such a brilliant opportunity to use like our privilege to help people who might not have the opportunity to break into media. And so what we've done over the last sort of seven years is we, you know, whenever we have a big event in whichever market we are, we offer um, opportunities for people to come and work on our events. We do competitions. You can come and be like a set designer, work on costumes. You might be a designer. And wherever we go and do an event, we always host workshops. We offer work experiences. And through that process, we have had any number of young people who've now got their break into media. Um, and I get you know phone calls from people, emails just going, just to say, I've now got this job and I'm working for this production company and I'm doing really well. And it's just brilliant being able to use our privilege to help people all over the world to get access into a media career in a way that they might never have done before. So for me, yeah, that's definitely been like a personal passion that I've been able to kind of bring to life at MTV, which I think is good for the brand and really great for, for the audience as well. It's interesting to see that a little bit of a crossover between, I mean, we talked about the point of the MTV brand, we talked about lifting up truly original people. Uh, and then you, yourself, you're outside of your day job, you're sort of actively working with school children, young people to help them to find their point in life, help them to feel the confidence to be their original selves. Am I, am I just wedging these two things together or is there some points of alignment there between your own point and the point of the MTV brand? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I think um, it is a bit like owners starting to look like their dogs. You wonder whether, was I drawn to MTV because of what it did or has all that time that I've spent at MTV got me to a place where I just want to be able to celebrate that on every touch point? I think it's probably a bit of both. I think what's just, what's so wonderful about the MTV brand is that the one place it has never lost its soul through through its entire life has been like its absolute kind of focus on social impact and and championing the causes that are important to its audience like whatever happened like it's just always done that and I think when you live with that day to day it makes you want to take that out and, and share sort of share that love with people without a doubt yeah and also MTV you know it's a great brand and it means that People are open to listening to what you've got got to say. I'm really aware that I, I'm so lucky to be able to have MTV as a calling card, which means that, you know, like, you, you know, you can go into a school and speak to your kids and they will listen to you because of where you work. And so being able to use that as an opportunity to speak to people and kind of give them some advice and the learnings that I've had about what to either do or not do is, is a great privilege and opportunity. I think that's when you know you've, you've got something good when... You talk about that sort of point at the heart of the brand as it as it has connected your content and the way people experience the brand and the ideas that come out from your teams across the world. And it also, you know, directs the way in which you turn up and serve young people in their lives. And, you know, that's what you're aiming for. That's what, what we're aiming for in every project we work on, really. It's, um, yeah, it's not it's not about sort of finding a sense of purpose for the act of doing good. It's it's about finding a point at the centre that can guide everything you do. And I think that's when, you know, those acts feel very authentic. And I think I think that's what you're doing. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I really love the fact that that you talk about the point more than the sort of purpose in a way. I think purpose immediately makes you feel like you need to be doing something that's like 
changing the world. The minute we talked about, you know, well, what's the point? It's like actually the point of us is that we just want to be a place where we celebrate originality. This is about true originals. We've got this big stage and we're going to give those true originals that platform. The minute you'd helped us to articulate that, you went, that, that completely, that makes sense. That, that's our point. Um, and within that, you, you might deliver real purpose, but it's almost a bit simpler, isn't it? It's just like every day in everything we do, that's the point of this brand amongst all the other brands. It's not a higher purpose. It's just like the point is we love original people and we want to give them the platform to kind of share share their originality. Uh, absolutely. Last question, what gives you hope that MTV will still be going strong on its 50th birthday? I think what gives me hope is it's it's come this far. It's got this great global brand awareness. It's It's all around the world. But I think what we have learned, and this is the reason I think it will be here, is that you can't rest on your laurels, that just because you have got, just because you're big, you can't be arrogant. On the contrary, you have to be even more humble than any other brand. You have to work every day for audiences to engage with you and give them something that adds value to their lives. And I think the team that we have in each of our markets completely does that and works really, really hard to kind of keep the soul of the brand alive, but understand the audiences, understand where they are. I'm constantly thinking about like, how do we make ourselves fresh and relevant? And I think when you have people who are that passionate about a brand, who are listening to the audience every day and really working to engage and also being open to partnership and going, we don't know the answer to all of this, but who's out there who really gets it and let's partner with those, those brands because that collaboration is what makes us strong. I think seeing all of that just makes me absolutely convinced that the brand will just, you know, will be even stronger in 10 years. If the rest of your team have that same passion that you have, then I'm sure we're going to see it <laughs> thriving in 10 years time. I don't know if I can say the same about myself, but Kerry, brilliant. Thank you. Always a pleasure. And that was very pointy and very useful and really interesting. And thank you so, so much. Oh, it's good to speak to you as always. Take care, Ben. See ya. Bye. That was Getting to the Point. If you would like to get to the point, Big Small can help. Visit bigsmall.works and redefine your business in 12 weeks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.